welcome back to the after school special. We have made it to episode two, which is very exciting because that means you're back here listening to us again. <laughs> Hi everyone, Vicky here. Uh, thank you to everyone that's been listening uh, so far. Woo. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, I have to say thank you so much to like the people in my circle and uh, those who have been following my creative journey since who for God knows when, because I've been doing my creative projects for quite some time. Uh, I have to thank you guys because there was a time like recently I was about to give up on all of my creative projects and you guys didn't give up on me. So thank you. I think this kind of reaffirms that I need to keep going. So shout out to you guys. <laughs> Yay. So we were looking back at our first episode and we were evaluating where we went right and where we went wrong. <laughs> and we were also laughing at it because we realized that we couldn't exactly edit how we wanted to. Mm -hmm. So you really heard everything that we said with no edits. It was like being live. Completely candid. So <laughs> thanks for uh, bearing with yeah. us. Yeah, we're, we're figuring it out. Yeah, whatever your thoughts you have, we already had those thoughts mm -hmm. way before we uh, decided to share that first episode. So um, definitely working on understanding the microphone, oh, yes. even the editing stuff. So I'm so sorry <laughs> if you guys heard all the breathing. <laughs> All the text vibrations yeah. and all that such. I mean, we're a work in progress. So this is only our second episode. So you can promise, we can promise you that we're only going to get better from here. Exactly. So, and I'm going to apologize for the incessant pinging sound because that has been a sound that if you've been following me since TC Squared has always been there. I've just, for some reason, never logged out of iMessage. <laughs> Today was the day that I logged out of iMessage. <laughs> Mini applause. Woo! Woo! We'll insert mini applause once we figure out how to insert little little things like that. We're working on we it, are. don't worry. <laughs> so we found a couple of things that we're excited to talk about. One of them is, and I had mentioned it in the first episode, it was, and I, I found it. It's, um, it's a website called boardteachers.com. And I'm going to apologize again also. My other cat, you're probably going to hear her in the background. So just get used to it, people. Um... So it's a website where they have like a lot of videos, memes, then they have like a blog section. And the one that I read that I thought was really interesting is called Teaching is My Calling, But Being a Teacher Has Become Almost Unbearable. And I won't obviously read the whole thing for you guys, but there's a section at the end that I thought was really interesting to share. It's the very last paragraph and the teacher goes on to say, I just want to teach. I don't want to put out fires all day with parents. I don't want to chip away at a never-ending pile of paperwork. I don't want to give my students busy work while I try to get ahead so that I can actually leave at a decent time today. And the article goes on to discuss how teaching is no longer just teaching. There is endless paperwork, there's meetings, there's so many things that you have to do in a day that are not teaching. And I thought that was true because something that I complain about often to the people in my life is the fact that I feel like I'm doing everything but teaching sometimes. And it's really frustrating. What do you think? Oh, wait, what a doozy of a blog post yeah. and even 
oh, the thoughts are running in my head when I hear all that. <laughs> um, completely. It's teaching is no longer that idea in our heads where the school bell rings and everyone's it's no longer that like that classic cartoon looking type of uh scenario mm-hmm. anymore like we do so much more than that and uh you know p- people can argue it's for the worst people can argue it's for the best but um it's a lot and and it comes with a lot I think that part where it says like when it says, I don't want to put out fires all day mm-hmm. with parents. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> that like, I felt that in my spirit. I know. <laughs> I felt that in my spirit. And don't get us wrong, um, parents, uh, p- young parents and parents mm-hmm. of all ages. Like, please don't get us wrong. We really do enjoy interacting with you, but there comes a limit yeah. where it becomes where you are really pushing it mm-hmm. um I think that should be another podcast episode but I can kind of give a nutshell um idea of what I'm trying to say here uh we are always going to have your child's best interest mm-hmm. uh whether you believe it or not uh I think have faith in us yeah because a lot of the times the the cards the deck is like like it's stacked against us mm-hmm. and uh, very often it's stacked like, against yeah, us. Yeah, completely. And I think people forget that like it's a partnership between the teachers and the parents for the like it's, we're a partnership to ensure to uh, to really push the success of the students' um, academic progress. Yeah, and. It's so much harder when we feel parents are against us or they're really pushing it to the point where the those emails that tell us to remind their child to do something, it becomes too much because that's not our job. We're trying to finish, we're trying to complete a curriculum with all the fixins, you know, yeah. make it fun, make it stimulating, yeah. make it engaging while um, following the school board's uh, pushes and initiatives and all such. And you're on our case about whether or not so-and-so forgot their lunchbox at home at school. Yeah. So-and-so um, didn't do this and so-and-so, you know, is worried about this and granted your feelings are all feelings are valid but I think you kind of need to um take a step back and evaluate whether or not you're doing too much lack of a better term I mean like what happened (laughs) in the days before classroom dojo and all this like you know instant access to communication they had to like write a note and wait until the next day to get a response Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm and there's a couple of teachers that still do that. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe maybe too much communication isn't a good thing either. Mm-hmm. There's pros and cons because I yeah. feel that, like, I changed my um, form of communication last year cause compared to last year. So I last year I was doing just agenda notes and emails. And at times I caught... I got overwhelmed because I wouldn't have time to write back to the student's parent, yeah. uh, to the student's parents and... Um, I would get 
like it would slip my mind right and it would make me come off as you know uncaring mm-hmm. all this stuff and I switched to class dojo and I really liked it because I got the answers I wanted pretty easily mm-hmm. and parents got the answers for me right away and I found that because I was able to update the class story consistently um I wasn't bombarded with so many questions yeah and that's true. I learned also that at the end of the day, parents just want to be informed of what's happening in their child's classroom, which I think is completely fair because, you know, I mean, we, I think we all hear it uh, when, when you ask a kid, hey, what did you learn in school today? Their typical answer is what? I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. I, nothing. I think I so. had gym. <laughs> or today was pizza lunch yeah they will remember what food they ate but what they learned eh. no exactly so there's that yeah (laughs) there's that so there's pros and cons to this but i think like everything in moderation truly everything is a balance and um yeah i think that blog post that you just Mm -hmm. Yeah, you read that parrot part really struck me a court like struck struck gold for me like who oh man <laughs> yeah there's even another part where they go on to talk about oh last night I made this super plan and I couldn't wait to to you know teach the kids and, and put this lesson forward and then they go on to talk about well it didn't end up happening because there was a visitor at the office and I had to set up a meeting with them quickly and it was about a parent's concern about their son's grade, so they didn't have time to set up their meeting. So by the time they got back to class, they were in a rush. And when mm-hmm. you're in a rush, it's, you know, you don't, your, your patience is, is thin. So she mm-hmm. was, you know, the teacher was telling the students, oh, just open your workbooks and, and do something. Mm-hmm. So all these little mini distractions throughout the day take away sometimes from what you planned the night before. Do you agree with that title, though, that teaching has become unbearable? Or do you think teaching well, has teaching become... Well, teaching has become almost unbearable. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, I tend to agree with it. Yeah. And I wonder if it's... Like, I wonder if it's because I've been in the same school, so I've been around the same parents, the same, you know, routine. Is it like that in all schools? Is it like that only in some... I'm wondering, is it like, what is it, what has become, not what has, but why has it become almost unbearable? How have we made that change throughout the years that now we're writing blog posts about having this intense calling to teach, which I did when I started at U of Ottawa, I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And then I get into the field and I still love it, but there's parts of it where I'm like, I don't know that I'm going to end my career as a teacher and it's so sad to say that but unfortunately it's a thought that I have every day and I'm looking at you know I, I'm, I find myself googling what could you do with an education degree that's not teaching and to me it's really sad because I love teaching I love the idea of teaching I love planning lessons I love putting it forward but with everything else that comes with it that sh- it should not come with it has become almost unbearable Cool. Yeah. Um, Real talk. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> completely valid points. Absolutely. I. I don't know how to 
properly articulate what I'm feeling when I when I see or hear that title mm-hmm. that it's become unbearable it's become tough I will say that because you'll speak to veteran teachers and they'll tell you all the time how things have changed in the past decade and granted like we as a society we're changing so it come it's a trickle-down effect right it's going to show in all aspects of our daily lives how everything is changing and you know and unfortunately as we know um Maybe not everyone knows, but uh, as we know, the burnout rate for teachers is, is rising. It's rising. It it's increasing. From and something like 2% to 8% a year. Yeah. That's, that's terrifying that, like, there's yeah. our colleagues or co- our colleagues are feeling it and um, maybe they're not voicing it. I know I'm kind of guilty of not really expressing with my colleagues how I'm feeling Mm -hmm. and uh that's a that's a work in progress and that's a whole entire different discussion but uh I would say it's tough I find myself at times staying till 9 p.m Mm -hmm. (laughs) where um the caretaker and I are joking about how I should just get a bed (laughs) in my classroom because I'm there so late and I'm there late not because I'm behind on work or whatever it is. I'm trying to get ahead. Yeah. Or uh, maybe I am a little bit behind. I'm trying to get ahead. I'm trying to think of the. I'm trying to think of the next two weeks, the next month of what I'm trying to do, what I need to buy or what I need to do to execute my lesson yeah. plan or my unit. And also, a lot of the times, I'm thinking about things that had gone either good or done have gone well or things that have gone not well in the past week so I I mean for me I carry it all Mm -hmm. I think a lot of teachers do too they carry it all and we think about it after school and that's where it's the hardest because we have no like we're alone in our thoughts and that's the tough part yeah I think yeah um two things that I want to touch on. One is just going back to when you were saying that like you don't really always express the struggles or how you're feeling. I think a lot of the times we may have trouble expressing that we are struggling and that we don't like what's going on because it's almost as if you're admitting that like you go into teaching and you think it's going to be amazing and you can't wait and it is amazing to a certain point but for me I feel like if I admit that I'm not liking it right now, then it's almost like I'm letting myself down because I've put everything into being a teacher. So the minute I say, I don't like what's happening, I don't like this or that, then I'm saying I don't like being a teacher, which is not true. So I think sometimes people may have a hard time admitting their struggles because they don't want people to think that that it's how they feel about teaching in general, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Completely. And I think also, uh, I think I'm guilty of invalidating myself too. Cause I'll be, I'll be thinking, why do you feel like that? Mm-hmm. Like why this is yeah. part of the job. That's the, that's that mentality I yeah. have is like, I almost feel like I don't have the right to think this way. Cause it's, you know, it's part of the job. This is what we yeah. went to school for. This is, you know, this is what comes with it. This is the blood, sweat and tears. Yeah. And so, I don't share because I feel that because I'm telling myself this, that mm-hmm. my colleagues or someone else is going to say the same things as well, you know. Oh, but yeah. that's that's your job. 
And a lot of the times, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my job. To, it should yeah. not be my job to remind your like remind your kid to take their lunchbox home. No, it's not. Yeah. Like we just. How about we all teach children to be mindful of remembering to bring their things home? You know. Yeah, and just to know that we're not doing things. And we talked about it last episode, but I feel like it's worth repeating. We don't do things for no reason. So if we're teaching something a certain way or if we're doing something, it's for a reason and it's probably the best for the students too. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. the other thing I thought of was my friend the other day was saying that she was out somewhere with somebody that that's a friend of hers. And the friend was like, oh, you, uh, you must be enjoying your March break. Not all of us get March break. Some of us have to work nine to five jobs. And it irked me so, so much. <laughs> so much yeah oh my gosh shots fired like shots my blood fired. is still boiling at yeah. that comment oh boy I okay cannot okay so maybe they don't get march break but they have the choice to go on vacation whenever they want in the middle of the year whereas, exactly like, someone you know they can go whenever they want we can't really go whenever we want i would love to go to i like i'm such a music fan so there's mm-hmm. so many music festivals that are happening in the middle of the year i can't go yeah. Because I I just can't. It's not in my contract to allow me to take off whenever I want, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I get jealous of the people who get to go to tropical vacations mm-hmm. in the middle of the year because it's cheaper. It's low season. Mm-hmm. Whereas someone like you, like people as you and I have to wait when we're done teaching or when it's, an, when it's a ped day or yeah. something, you know? And even taking a day off just to go to the doctor... Good luck finding a substitute teacher. Oh, boy. Sometimes you have to go through, and I'm not exaggerating, between 12 to, like, 15 people Mm -hmm. just to finally find one sub. And sometimes you have to book two of them because they can't do full days. Mm -hmm. So that's not, you know, common in a 9-to-5 job. If you need to take off for a doctor's appointment, you can do that. Mm -hmm. I, unfortunately, have to go through a list of substitute teachers, and sometimes I can't even take... A day off even if I'm really sick because nobody can replace me oh boy um it's for me this whole shortage of teachers and substitute teachers thing I I just it's I just come to school sick and yeah. I know that's not good but I promise you guys I am using my scarves to <laughs> be a filter between myself and the students and I tell students not to hug me um, if they come near yeah. me, I always tell them to use the hand sanitizer mm-hmm. that I pack all the time. Like, I am pretty diligent with that stuff. So that's that's what we're dealing with. So, yeah, I mean, we're digressing. However, um, yeah, maybe you don't have a March break, but I'm sure you can afford to go to the Dominican Republic whenever you want for lo- less than $600. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, I wish I could with, just get up and go. Exactly. With a salary that's probably higher than mm-hmm. what we're paid. Too. Yeah. So, um, shots fired, but, uh, you yeah. know, we got you. I'm pretty sure, you know, to each their own. But Oh, uh, and another thing is people that say, you get paid to be off in the summer. Actually, bud, it's mm-hmm. the year's salary, but it's just broken up over time. And also, if you're not tenure, then... At the end of, you know, June, I get the rest of my lump sum pay. And then guess what? I don't get paid during the summer because I've mm-hmm. gotten it all in one shot, which to begin with is not a lot. So, eh. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Yeah. I mean, 
Learn something. Triggering. Today. These are triggering statements. Major. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to think of uh, my happy place right now because I can <laughs> go off on these comments alone. Uh, yeah. We, yeah. Pe- teacher, it's not Hashtag easy for. Annoyed. It's not too easy for teachers to get tenured though. I've met colleagues no. who couldn't get tenured until after ten years of teaching. Yeah. And that's like 10 years of different contracts each year because it's not easy to get tenured. We're waiting for people to either um, retire, pretty much retire. That's usually yeah. the go, go ahead yeah. is if the teacher retires or if there's a consistent increase of student population. Yeah. In student population, I should say. Sorry. And so it's not easy. So we don't get we don't. It's not a common thing for teachers to get paid in the summer. No, it isn't. So I've been a teacher that has had second jobs, yeah. um, has had second jobs and sometimes third, like three jobs because, you know, it's not enough. I'm sorry. I uh, like single income living alone. Yeah. Not it's not. I don't I got to do what I got to do, you know, and uh, I think people forget that people forget that. Yeah, very true. And uh, mm-hmm. I forgot what I was going to say again. And we can't edit, so get used to it, people. <laughs> I'm always losing my train of thought. Um, before we forget, though, we... Yeah, this is my life now. Um, we found a video, and the caption is, I want to tell my students, you should be a teacher, but how can I do that when I feel like I can't keep doing it? So we are going to play a little clip of the video for you guys so you can have a listen. And then on top of that, we're going home and we're working more or we have a second job. I don't have a second job. I'm really lucky that I don't, but I also don't have kids or a house and I don't know that I could have those things. And that makes me sad. (laughs) Um, It makes me sad that I have to go home and order a whole bunch more pencils and journals on Amazon tonight because I have students that have like run out of spaces in their journals and are coming to class and saying I can't do any more work because my mom can't buy me another journal. Um, Or I don't have anything to write with today. And that's just basic materials. I also don't have enough copies of textbooks. Uh, I never have technology access in my classroom. My projector doesn't always work, so I don't even have that. And so I just think of someone who is new to this who went back to school to do this. And I want to tell other people, you should be a teacher. I want to tell my students, you should be a teacher. But how can I do that when I feel like I can't keep doing it? Um, thank you. Thank you. So while this is set in the States, I think we can still see some similarities of things that we experience here. And I just I really quickly want to touch on um, when she had said, you know, given I don't have kids and I don't have a house, I don't have a family, she goes, but I don't know that I could have those things. I think a lot of people in that case would say, well, you went into teaching, you knew what the salary was. And I think that's really awful to think. And I've heard people say that before, like, you definitely didn't go into teaching for the salary, so don't complain about it. And I think it's such an unfair comment to make because you need teachers at the end of the day you do and we go into it because it's something we're passionate about so i i think it's only fair to get a salary that represents the necessity of teachers 
And I, I mean, in the States, they're really underpaid. I think more so than we are in Quebec. Um, but even here, we're still, I think we're still underpaid. I think salary is still something that we should fight for. And I mean, she's even saying it. She has to spend her own money, of which she's barely making, on resources for the kids. And it's just basic resources, like a workbook and a pencil. So I just, it, it was watching the whole thing. I think everybody should go watch it. It was so, so sad. Oh, yeah. I watched that after you had shared it and mm -hmm. I got emotional because yeah. I hear a lot of me in her even now like she said she was a first year teacher and yeah. I hear so much of myself and I still hear a lot of myself in her and it's true there's I get it that salary is a huge factor in choosing a career but I think I won't speak on your behalf, but for me, I chose to do something where I knew I was going to be proud of myself and yeah. knew I was going to make a difference in someone's life. So this is why I chose the path I, cho I chose. Um, so yeah, you're right. So for anyone to kind of come back at us and say, well, you didn't get into teaching for the money. Yeah, you're right, I didn't, but at the same time, there's so many unaccounted hours, there's so many unaccounted hours that, or struggles that are unaccounted for where someone else's job would have that type of overtime where we don't have yeah. overtime. We just don't. Yeah. And to hear, oh man, the part where she said she's spending her own money to buy supplies for students, I've been there and um, I've been there. I've also had to spend my own money to get things that can't be expensed, can't come yeah. out of an ex expense uh, account from administration to provide for students. For example, having extra snacks or cereal or things like that in my classroom to help uh, go to a student when they're hungry or maybe they weren't, maybe things are rough at home, you know, we. We do that because we feel like we have to, not because um, it's part of the job. No one told us this stuff when we graduate, like when we would, when we graduated, that you would have to be have having to have a, a storage of snacks and food for a rainy day in quotations, you know, because you don't know what's going to happen to any of that, those 20 something kids in your classroom. So that's kind of my take on that <laughs> yeah and I mean when you have a kid come into your classroom that says I'm really hungry you're because we're in this career choice our immediate reaction is well we have to feed them because if they're hungry then they can't possibly concentrate and they can't possibly learn and you know be the best they can be if their basic need of food is not being met and I was the same way last year I had a drawer in my desk filled with snacks filled because if a kid didn't have food, I needed to make sure that I could give that to them. And unfortunately, you know, the extra snacks that the school has is not always enough for the amount of kids that need extra food in a day. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, you know, I don't, I can't put that on my budget of like snacks or the older they get. Some of these girls have their periods and I like to keep 
pads in my desk for them. And that's not something that I could put on my budget, but I'm going to do it anyways because I care about them. And if they need something that they don't have, I need to make sure that I can provide that for them. So, you know, we go into it because we care and we want to make a difference, but that doesn't mean the salary shouldn't match, you know, all the work that we put in. Mm-hmm. Karen has that better myself. And I mean, the salary uh, can be argued because depending where you live, it changes. It, fl- it changes, it fluctuates, it really depends where you live. And um, as you mentioned before, teachers in the States have it really rough. I've heard this story before where they have two to three jobs and um, a lot of them are really barely making ends meet. So I commend her for mm-hmm. expressing herself and sharing her own struggles because I know it's not easy. I think even as new teachers, rookie teachers, we're kind of always worried what is thought about us or what could happen to us because we're not necessarily all the way protected as if we were uh, um, tenured teachers, you know? So I commend her because uh, I, I would hope that nothing, like she's not putting it all on the line for her to risk her job. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that she's in a safe place uh, with her job position. But these are things that we think about when we have thoughts like this. If we can even express or yeah. share our struggles, because we're always worried about if we're being judged. We're always worried about if we're going to be in trouble with our administration or the school board. You know, it comes with. Uh, it comes with a lot when you yeah. start to have sad thoughts like that. And people need to realize that my life also isn't just being a teacher. Like, there is more to me than than lesson planning. So, you know, I should be allowed to live my life and do other things without having to feel like I'm going to be judged for it. Like, you know, I wrote a book that was completely not related to teaching at all. It's like a poetry book about love and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I would hate to feel judged for something like that when, like, I, there's more sides to me than just being a teacher. And I think that's something that a lot of people forget, too. Yeah. Um, to kind of go back to what I said in the beginning, there was mm-hmm. a few times in the past two years where I thought about giving up all of my creative projects. If you guys mm-hmm. don't know, I've been doing photography on the side and writing and all sorts of things for a while and I had thought about giving giving it up not because of my own insecurities and anxieties but I also thought about giving it up because I thought what am I I had a moment where I said why am I doing this still because I'm a teacher I should be doing everything teacher like this it's almost I almost felt as if I was wrong to have side projects and have my creativity be explored in other realms because I was a teacher and I felt that all the onus was on me to not have be other things, you know? And honestly, I've, since I decided and since I've come to my own epiphany that I am not what I do, I am more than that. It's been so like liberating. Yeah. So this is, I think students and parents tend to forget that, that, you're not just a teacher and your whole life is not devoted to teaching. And that's 
okay. Mm-hmm. I find admitting that to yourself mm-hmm. is like it's it's needed it's because you can't, like you're saying, you can't live your life just being that one thing. Like there's so much more to people. Like if you work for a marketing firm, your whole life doesn't have to be about marketing. You can go home and have like a stamp collection and be proud of that. I don't know, whatever you do. <laughs> but, you know, and I, I think that's something that teachers struggle with is people not understanding that there's more to them than just being in the classroom. Mm-hmm. We're all trying to figure it all out. And I think we just need more compassion. Because mm-hmm. um, what I heard in that video was someone who was pleading for compassion and understanding and it is rough out here i don't mean to say that we have the hardest job in the world but i mean i'm pretty sure we're top five in that category (laughs) i would say so yeah i uh, i think just you what you and i are trying to say really is just we're asking for compassion understanding we're not asking for um like boo-hoo and sympathy we just want you to understand where we're coming from like it's not easy and we're doing everything we can we really are yeah like this this past uh, two days i was in new hampshire and i went to a teacher's favorite place on earth target and i bought <laughs> yes. things for my students and guess what i used my budget so that's over my budget but i still bought things because i care and also because I have no self-control when I am in Target. Target is a happy place for me. And out of the many places in the world, Ikea, Target, Indigo, Slash Chapters, those are my happy places. If I just want to get lost and never, like, get lost for an entire day, yeah, those are my happy places. And um, Target, we miss you in Canada. We, I don't think we appreciated you enough. <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> the rest maybe did it, but I did. I sure did. <laughs> However, there were some brands that were missing that I wished came, um, that came through. But I get it. It's the language laws. Yeah. I totally get it. <laughs> you left us, but we forgive you. We still come see you over the border. Yeah. Insert that, that uh, baby come back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, listeners, I can't sing to save my own life. I'm sorry. So. Also, I completely forgot. Not that I forgot, but like I was so thinking about Target, but Indigo Chapters too. I have to like really, every time I go in there, I leave with a book because once again, I have no self-control in these stores. Mm-hmm. But if I go in there, I know I will be in there for hours. Like it's not just a little, oh, I'm going to go get the book. No, no, mm-hmm. I'm going to be in there for half a day. And there's Starbucks in there, so I can have coffee while mm-hmm. I read the book that I bought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you no know problem. what else is in Indigo, specifically in Montreal, Caroline? Your book! Oh. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if that's where you were going. I didn't want to, like, seem like I was playing myself. Think you're, you're very humble, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to be your cheerleader <laughs> and say, y'all, everyone in Montreal, um, it's... Uh, Caroline has her book, her poetry book in uh, chapters. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. Go get it. I own a copy. Um, she gave me you a little. Too. Yeah, <laughs> she, wrote, <laughs> she wrote a little thing about me, and I just saying. <laughs> it's not every day, yeah, girl it's gets true. a little some something in the book. Uh, yeah. So that's there. Uh, so I'm gonna push for it to 
for everyone to read it. But also, if you don't have, if you don't live in Montreal, her book is also available on Amazon. So also, I need to, I need to vent and get this, get this off my chest. Mm-hmm. So I was on Amazon the other day, and I occasionally check if I have reviews on my book because it's not obviously it's not well known yet. So whatever, I'm I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But I got my first bad review, <gasps> and I was so mad. What they say? Because this guy. Oh my, okay. So, I'm not gonna say his name. <laughs> I wish I could. I tried to search him on Facebook. Oh, but I couldn't dear. find him. Oh yeah. dear. Yeah. I was petty. So he wrote. The title of the comment was terrible. <gasps> he gave me one star, and he said that the formatting was so bad it looked like somebody just wrote it on Word and copy and pasted it into a book. Ooh. Listen. Listen. So. <sighs> The formatting was done on purpose. I placed it in like weird angles of the pages because because I wanted to, and I thought it looked cute, buddy. So the formatting was on purpose. Mm-hmm. And he said it was terrible, and he gave me one star, and I was so sad for like days. But I'm slightly over it now. Clearly not completely, but slightly. Sorry to hear that. That's really messed up. I mean, that's oh, that's that's, that's like, the look, really that's he just yeah. said based, he he totally judged your book though. He, oh, did. he he judged your book. Just he judged your book. He didn't even did he didn't even say anything about the content. Didn't even say how uplifting your poetry your exactly. poems are. It like, wasn't even about the poems. It was about the format. Oh man, haters gonna hate. Truly, that is a testament. Like tr- haters gonna yeah. hate. I'll just have to get you to this fame life. Absolutely. With all these <laughs> Literally, like, four people have my book. Whatever, it's fine. No, stop it. Stop it. Just kidding. No. Well, I guess we should wrap it up here. Yes. Um, so, where can we find you, Vicky? Uh, so, I'm specifically only on Instagram. So, infinitely Vicky. I-N-F-I-N-I-T-E-L-Y. Vicky. V-I-C-K-I. Okay. I also have my own website, which is infinitelyvicky.com, which is an online portfolio of the things I do, I pursue on my, uh, when I have time. <laughs> and her photography skills are A1, so you should go check it out. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me at, at Caroline Vla Author. So let me spell that out for you. And then I won't spell it out the rest of the time, so make sure you're jotting it down. <laughs> K-A-R-A-L-I-N-E-V-L-A Author. That's my Instagram account, and I also have a website called at, um, at, what am I saying? It's at eduword.org, eduword.org, where we upload um, resources for English language arts that are affordable and Canadian-friendly. There is a blog section that is slowly but surely being updated, and you can also find our podcast on that website as well. All right. This has been fun. Yeah, it's been great. Till the next one. Uh, happy weekend. And, and uh, uh, take care always, everyone. Peace. Bye. Bye.